Hello. Welcome to Twins Heroes. My name is Adriana and I'm Oodles. And today, guys, we have a natal chart reading for you on this October 16th. And we have Trini Baby. Yo, what it do? Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> so, guys, as you guys know, um, we like to do natal chart readings other than um all the other metaphysical teams that we've been uh talking about from last episode um we're getting into um some natal charts which is twins one of her favorite parts as i'm nosy and i like being in everybody's business mm -hmm. uh let's see here <laughs> twin you want to run over her uh her uh, little chart here. So first, we're going to start off with the sun. And the sun represents vitality, a sense of individuality, and outward shining creative energy. And of course, since Trini is a Libra, her sun is in Libra. Shout out to Libras. Libra natives are generally thought to be sociable, somewhat intellectual souls. They have an almost innocent way about them that makes them very approachable. Generally quite eager to cooperate, Libras spend a lot of their time trying not to rock the boat. In theory, Libras are peace-loving. In, pe in practice, I can't read. They can quietly stir up all sorts of trouble with their ways. Because Libra enjoys balance in their lives, they seek the middle ground. In the process, they may end up trying to be everything to everyone. This is where their reputation for untruthfulness comes from. Generally, their untruths spring from a true desire for peace and fairness. Although they might not be comfortable with direct and malicious trickery, they feel totally justified when they lie in order to avoid making waves. Peace at any price. In this sense, they seem harmless, but what can result is quite a ruckus. People involved with Libras may crib, may crib about their lack of directness and their apparent inability to take a stand. Libras are expert, experts at avoiding being the one to blame. When confronted, they'll calmly and reasonably say, what, me? No, I just want peace. On the fence, middle ground, and middle road. These are all expressions that we can safely associate with Libra. Some more powerful signs may consider Libra a little on the weak side. This is all a matter of opinion. However, without Libra, life simply wouldn't be fair. So I feel like they really drive home um, kind of like the symbolism with Libras because they are the scales and they like the balance and the equality and kind of staying in the middle. And this was also something um, we saw a lot when we did Anaya's natal mm -hmm. chart. Anaya is also uh, Libra. And yeah, says... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Librans are known for comparing and thinking in relative terms instead of in absolutes. This weekend is not just a good weekend, it's better than last weekend. These people are always looking for the best way or the right way to live. Harmony is the ultimate goal, but their idealism and high expectations can mean plenty of discontent. Since life presents all of us with an extraordinary amount of goal choices, if Libra doesn't learn to live in the moment, at least some of the time, they'll be in a constant state of unrest. Society needs rules, and these rules attempt to bring justice, equality, and fairness. On an individual level, Libra represents these laws of civilization. Libra comes across as very civilized and rather refined. She has a great need to be a part of a group. She likes to mix with people and seeks partnerships. She likes and respects justice. She approves of society's values. She is level-headed and assimilates quickly. Uh, weaknesses? May not think enough. Um, she is frivolous. A del oh gosh, a dilettante in love. She is easily swayed by group pressure. 
So is any of this sounding like you so far, Trini? Yeah, except for it approves of society's values. I sure mm-hmm. do. Anything that stood out to you? Um, <laughs> has a great need to be part of a group. Like, that's so, that's so me. Because I'm like, yeah, friend groups. Like, you, you guys see me all over, you know, like, Twitch and such. Mm-hmm. Friend groups. And I generally just. I'm also pretty new, so I don't know like any of any drama, if any, and if there is, I say have it. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'm definitely frivolous, and yeah, I don't, I didn't ask to be dragged. I did. But okay. <laughs> oh, we are only getting started. <laughs> oh God. Okay. So you also have a sun placement in your fourth house, and it means you invest much much of your pride and energy into your personal and private life, your home, and your family. Privacy is important to you. You are naturally protective of your family, including your heritage, and of your personal life. Avoid being defensive <laughs> as you work to build a secure foundation for yourself and the people you love. How does that sound to you? It's funny because it says protective of your family, including your heritage. Like It's literally in my name. Mm-hmm. Trini baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, like, that's why I laughed. I see. I see. So you have um, the degree of your conjunction between your sun and your Venus is at 108. And so social relationships are extremely important to you. You are generally charming with an easygoing manner. It is generally quite important to you that you are personally popular to come across in a pleasant way and to be liked and appreciated. Sometimes vanity is part of the package. Venus is a peacemaking, harmony-loving planet, and those with sun-conjunct Venus do their best to seek peace and harmony. You're diplomatic and a veritable expert at smoothing over and sometimes glossing over problems. You're open-handed with others, tolerant and accepting. When expressed negatively, you can be superficial and two-faced, and you can be very much tied up with appearances, your own and sometimes others. You might be too agreeable, too pleasant at the expense of honesty and downright la- downright lazy at times. You have a fine eye for style and enjoy pleasing surroundings. You generally dress well and enjoy a certain amount of luxury. You are gracious, romantic, and sometimes romantically impulsive. You tend to rely on the power of attraction to bring people to you rather than aggressively pursuing love interests. There can be some vanity involved here, and you are most attracted to people who express interest in you or who respond well to your charms. You are not the type of person who overtly pursues people who appear to be indifferent to you. You are not competitive in the in the aggressive sense of the word, and you are not someone who loves a good chase. Instead, you work your charms and draw people to you. Your ability to attract others, Venus, is very much tied up with your ego, aka your son, because Venus rules all things feminine. All those with this aspect tend to be quite attractive. So Trini is a whole charmer out here. Oh, man. I'm not. I don't know what you mean. Trini, you out here <laughs> charming all these. Charming the socks. Redacted. Exactly. Not redacted. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I guess. You know. I disagree, personally. Trini, I'll fight. But y'all are going to say otherwise. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You but it ready? was like I I definitely like don't go seeking people. Like it'll definitely happen to be something that happens. So 
I definitely feel like that was correct. See, I see. Yeah. Now we're going to move over into your moon. Okay. All right. The moon represents the emotional responses, unconscious, predestination, and the self-image. The moon represents the emotions, and the moon sign shows how a person expressed themselves when at home, at ease, and comfortable. Your moon is in Pisces. <laughs> Lunar Pisces are known to be dreamy, not always in touch with reality. However, though these people may not always show real world savvy in day-to-day practical affairs, they make up for this with remarkable intuition. They can put themselves into anybody's shoes with extreme ease. On the plus side, this endows them with remarkable compassion and love. The downside with this apparent ability to break down boundaries is that these people can easily lose themselves in the suffering of others. Their sense of humor is delightfully silly and a bit odd. These are perceptive souls who seem to be in touch with all of the nuances and subtleties of human nature. Often this comes through in a strong sense of humor that is more of the receptive kind than the type of sense of humor that would make people the life of the party. It's generally pretty easy to get them giggling. Moon and Pisces people may get tagged as spaced out and there a lot of um there's a lot more to them that meets the eye. They feel things out and they rely on their intuition. It just doesn't feel right for them to do otherwise. Their dreaminess can mean plenty of moments of absent-mindedness. These times of oblivion can land them in all sorts of predicaments with others who can too easily misunderstand these complex souls. Without uh, plenty of space and time to daydream, Pisces moons, uh, oh, Pisces moons easily get overload, overloaded with the life. Give them room to be alone with themselves and they're generally able to take on the world. Even if their style uh, when they even if their style when they do so is not always conventional or understandable. Generally considered soft-hearted and sweet, lunar Pisces care about others and are easily touched by human suffering. This tendency gains them to gains the reputation as suckers for sob stories. Although they may sometimes be true, many lunar Pisceans learn in their lifetime how to discern between sincerity and manipulation. Still, they do definitely, uh, they definitely do have plenty of soft corners. In personal relationships, lunar Pisceans are giving and yielding. They are generally open on a sexual level in a quiet way. Their fantasies can be far-reaching, intricate, and rich with emotion. Love is closely tied in with their sexuality. Most lunar Pisceans are shy. They need a trustworthy level to bring them out. There's a a delightful accepting side to moon in Pisces that is sometimes mistaken for weakness. Pisces is the 12th and last sign of the zodiac and thus carries with it a little of each sign of the zodiac. As a result, they can they can see themselves reflected in the behavior of others, giving them seeming, seemingly boundless compassion. Since the moon represents our um, instinctive nature, moon in Pisces seems to know how things feel without actual experience. For example, they may have never had sex, but seem to know all about it, even or especially the subs- 
<laughs> the uh, subtleties of it. The one that the ones that aren't too shy make awesome actors and actresses. This ability to uh, empathize, even in the absence of experience, gives them an open mind and heart. Most long to express this through music or writing, music, both listening and making poetry and art. In fact, the happiest people with this position do just that. Though some are doormats, most moon, uh, Pisces moon people instinctively know that they're due for a much needed recharge. It's at these times that they retreat from the world and its harsh realities, if only to gather strength to face everything and everyone again. Solitude is important to them, but they also need people, so their retreats will usually be short-lived. Pisces moon individuals believe, and let's face it, the world needs Piscean leaps of faith. So the short description is imaginative, sharp insights. She is impressionable with an abundant imagination, gentle, warm, humorous, and artistic. But your potential issues, troubles caused by too much sentiment. Oh my God, sentimentality. Um, worries, problems, unhealthy imagination, and escapism and nervousness. Ooh, 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 Trini, yell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so right that I, you know. It- that I've never had sex, but oh my I, god, I to know all, all about it so well as though I have ever had it. Um, and I am shy, um, this is like pretty on the money, like, um, <laughs> wanting to be alone, but then like, no, people, <laughs> all of that. <laughs> I don't know about the, you know, the sexual things that you speak Mm -hmm. of, but I do know that I feel like you do definitely pick up a lot of emotions, especially when any of us are going through stuff. You definitely empathize with us. Um, I definitely agree with that in here as well. You're right. Are you ready to cuss us out yet? Not yet. Not yet. Oh, I mean, we have to go deeper. Right. (laughs) So you also have a moon placement in your ninth house. And it says you are highly imaginative, um, prolonged studies, intuitive, professionally successful abroad in import, export, or as a diplomat. Um, Contact with foreigners, long journeys, ability to learn foreign languages. This is a position (laughs) that can indicate a deep longing for uh, stimulation above and beyond the everyday mundane routine. You are a philosophical sort, interested and curious about the world, other people, and perhaps different cultures. You can be extremely restless and discontented if you don't have a definite goal in mind. You might find yourself longing um, to be somewhere else when you are unhappy, imagining that if you were to move or travel, you would be much happier. However, this attitude can only keep you from enjoying and improving upon the situation you are in now, only serving to make you feel more unhappy in the present and with your current circumstances. Trying to avoid the attitude that the grass is greener on the other side will be important, while attending to your needs to get away from time to time will help scratch the seemingly incurable itch for something more. 
So Trini, you know any foreign languages? You like travel? You want to get out of here? You want to travel? I want to get out of where I am right now. But I, I always feel that way. Like when I was in high school, it was like, oh my God, I can't wait to like leave and go for college. Mm. When I was in my master's program, getting ready to leave, you know, for my PhD program, I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to, you know, move out there. And then now that I'm like back home, it's like, oh my God, I can't wait to like move out. You know, I'm like, oh, it's going to be so great once I have my own place. And oh, it dragged me. It, like, I'm really like a, the grass is greener on the other side type of person because mm-hmm. I'm always looking for like more than what I have. And I'm never just happy or content with what I have right now. It's understandable. Mm-hmm. And um, I wish I knew uh, foreign language. Uh, prolonged studies is also hilarious because when you're gonna get a PhD, like that's definitely prolonged. <laughs> See, well, that definitely take time too. So, right, yeah. being a master of disguise, honestly. Oh my god! But being a <laughs> master, <laughs> being a master in any or like a doctor or in any field is definitely. Uh, you know, not easy. It's a long process. Exactly. And for anybody listening that doesn't know Trini, Trini is smart, smart. Yeah. Don't whoa, listen whoa. to what she says. <laughs> she said, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Let's not say all that. She's smart, smart. She is a genius. No, okay. Let's not lie in that way. It's not a lie. <laughs> I'm not a genius. Not by like mental standards. Or You're a genius by our standards. Okay. Thank you. Yes. All right. Uh, we're going into the descendant. I said descendant. Oh my God. Ascendant. <laughs> Thinking I was in the movie. Libra with Ascendant Gemini. Um, so I do have a question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it's saying that my ascendant is in Gemini. Mm-hmm. I've always been told that mine was uh, that I was a Sagittarius rising. Sagittarius rising? Well, according to mm-hmm. your birthday and time, you got that Gemini energy. I refuse to believe that. So. Well, honestly, you want to believe it <laughs> from a personal standpoint. We're gonna ha- we're gonna read it. You're gonna know. I can see that. <laughs> I like from knowing you for the time that I've known you. Um, I can see the Gemini rising because I can't remember exactly what sign I kind of pegged you as upon first meeting you. But it could also be because, you know, because you're an air sign anyway. And then with you also having an air rising, according to this, it kind of makes sense to me that is Gemini but I guess like once we kind of delve into it maybe mm-hmm. maybe it'll make a little bit more sense okay. let's okay. see <laughs> okay. uh, those born with Gemini rising see the world as a place to learn they are curious about the people around them sounds similar to Sagittarius rising 
Well, it is. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> See, there we go. But there are some important differences. While Sagittarius seeks to expand their mental and physical horizon in a broad sense, Gemini is mostly interested in moving about in their social circles. There are people who love to ask questions, to move around freely and to mingle. Definitely. Oh, these are people who love to ask questions, move around <laughs> freely and mingle. Definitely restless and often quick in physical expression. Natives of the Gemini Ascendant exude an air of impatience, even if they don't mean it. In fact, there are there is a cleverness to Gemini Ascendants that can uh, intimidate some, especially sensitive folk. Their facility with words can be a wonderful asset. Although sometimes Gemini rising individuals identify too much with their mental agility and forget in their personal interactions and communications to nurture the people around them. A certain lack of warmth in presentation can be the result. Although this style is generally a facade, it is not immediately apparent to most. People with, for example, predominant water signs may feel a little ill at ease with Gemini rising people. That is, before they get to know them more personally, while strong air signs more fully appreciate the fun and cleverness of these individuals. I have found two styles of presentation most common with Gemini rising people. One style is bubbly, bubbly, <laughs> bubbly, changeable, talkative, and a little quirky. These natives are interested in fun. They constantly explain things, whether it's their own behavior um, and opinion or those of the world around them. Another distinct style is a rather cool intellectual demeanor. These natives are often quite witty, clever, but they present themselves in a less cheerful and changeable way than the first group. Their observations are sharp and the overall manner is a tad brusque. Or brusque. <laughs> no matter the style, Gemini rising natives are given to analysis and making sense of their world. Their power of observation are well developed. They are mentally active. More often than not, their minds are racing. And they almost always have something bright or witty to say. It is easy for individuals with this position to get sidetracked as their curiosity is large. Their minds are quick and their attention spans rather short. As children, natives born with a Gemini ascendant are often labeled as the intellectual, inquisitive, perhaps odd child. Many feel their upbringing lacked some warmth. In one-on-one -on -one relationships, Gemini rising people often feel a certain amount of personal freedom and space. They enjoy intellectual debates and exchanging ideas. Although they often demand a fair amount of freedom, they are often just as willing to give their partners room to breathe. Oh man! Wow! So Trini, <laughs> now that you see that you do have a lot of similarities to Sagittarius, do you I... still feel that it's still wrong, or how do you feel? I just I'm I'm upset about I'm upset at the words. How dare uh -oh. these words <laughs> configure themselves in this manner? And, the um, right, honestly. 
So, uh, well, I have a question for you guys because mm-hmm. it described two different groups. Which group would you put me? You're definitely A. <laughs> group A. Oh, I feel like you're, you're A, but you have the more intellectual demeanor of the B is how I see it. But you're definitely more of like a jokester and stuff like that. But you're also, like we said, Trini is very smart and always dropping knowledge and stuff on us. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like a mix of them. Kinda. Yeah. When it comes to you, yeah, like Twin said, when it comes to you giving us information, you're definitely like direct and this is it to the point. Mm-hmm. But you're very witty and very clever also. So. Thank you. Oh, God. <laughs> so I say Gemini uh rising definitely fits you. Yes. So I just, like everything I know is a lie though. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you sit with that, let it marinate. Okay. <laughs> so one thing I kind of want to a word from our sponsors. <laughs> well, we- hopefully we get there one day. We'll be like one day, one, one day. day. <laughs> What's the part about um, having a rather short attention span? Is that does that sound like you, Trini, at all? Yes, I cannot tell you the amount of times while you have been reading this entire time that I have zoned out and had to forcibly like be like, "Oh crap, words are being read, and I need to pay attention." <laughs> that sounds like <laughs> that literally sounds like we do. Mm-hmm. So very, very much. So. I'm just waiting until we get to the part where Trini just completely cusses us out. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> it hasn't happened yet. So, hey, it mu- maybe it won't happen. Maybe. Hopefully not. <laughs> <laughs> so now we're going to move into your Venus, which is, you know, all the love and emotions and all those kind of things. So, <laughs> not ill. <laughs> Venus represents an interest in emotions and values exchange and sharing with others. And your Venus is in Libra. Venus and Libra people will impress you with their kindness, even handedness and willingness to make your relationship work. They have a polished manner in love, which sometimes makes them appear insincere or superficial. They are gentle lovers who hate to be offended. They're threatened by bad manners and direct or abrasive expression of feelings. They not only prefer to choose the middle road, they seek the middle ground in their relationships. You can expect to be fairly treated and you may be turned on by Venus and Libra's willingness to concede and adjust their lives to fully accommodate you. Venus and Libra natives have idealized images of their relationships, even to the point where the relationship becomes bigger than life, taking on a life of its own. They can become quietly resentful if they feel they are being taken advantage of and they make it easy for more aggressive types to bully them around. Pleasing Venus and Libra involves treating them kindly and fairly. They love to share everything with you, so let them. Foreplay for them can be mental. They love to communicate with you about the relationship. Sharing turns them on and tactless or uncouth behavior is a turnoff. Although they seem to put up with a lot, be fair with them. Over time, imbalance in the relationship is sure to make them unhappy. And when it comes to this, they may try to even the score in subtle roundabout ways. Don't let it come to that and you will be rewarded with a lover who puts themselves in your shoes and treats you exactly how they would like to be treated. You also have um, Venus in your fourth house. And says so she's lucky enough to, <clears throat> to have happy occasions all through life. Strong friendships, which can affect the emotional life. She usually enjoys a good marriage, happy family life, good work situation. 
You seek balance, beauty, harmony, and peace in your home and domestic life. You might be especially attracted to luxury or quality comfort items in the home, and you likely have an eye for interior decorating. There's a loving personal touch to the way that you decorate your home. Your love is decidedly sentimental and you show your affection through nurturing and displays of sympathy. You don't give your heart out easily, but when you do, you do it with great emotion. It's very easy for you to become attached to a partner and possibly smothering or overly dependent if you're not careful. Your parents' marriage affects your own parent partnering skills and style more than most. A parent may be especially charming beautiful or otherwise Venusian. <laughs> On the negative side, this parent may have been especially indulgent or overprotective. And then you have like a negative uh, 27 degree square between Venus and Uranus. And it says, she may look for new sensations in love and might often feel unsatisfied by connections that quickly turn into purely conventional relationships. She likes novelty, adventure, the eccentric. She's frivolous, unstable, or unconstant. Marriage is not usually for her. If she does throw herself into this adventure, it may eventually be considered a youthful mistake. There can be numerous love affairs on and off relationships or on and off relationships. There is a tendency to react spontaneously and intensely to others, and there is marked emotional impulsiveness. Perhaps her, her most successful relationships are unconventional ones. She may delight in, in defying convention. She has considerable romantic charm and humor. There can be sudden relationship status changes and a marked inner craving for emotional excitement. So that was a mouthful. <laughs> Does any of this apply, do you feel, romantically for you, Trini? Um, so the part that confused me is like, she usually enjoys a good marriage. But then it's like, marriage is not usually for her. So like, which is it? I feel Stop like dragging me. <laughs> I feel like it kind of means, um, well, at least the way that I kind of took it, was that mm -hmm. if you feel comfortable enough with someone, you would consider a marriage and it might be good, but it also could be that you're not really into the typical, uh, like the typical like structure of like the ideal, like idea that people have of a marriage type of thing. So you might not have a conventional marriage maybe. That's kind of like how I kind of took it. But if you do get married, it could possibly be something that you did when you were younger. And it could be as you grow older, you feel like maybe this life isn't meant for me. Maybe. But that's yeah. how I kind of took it. I mean, like with the Patterns app, I've, <laughs> it told me that I, that conventional like relationships aren't necessarily for me. Mm -hmm. And that um, I would do better with something such as like polyamory or mm -hmm. such so it definitely um rings a bell with that saying that like um my su most successful relationships would be unconventional ones mm -hmm. and yeah it and did it say something about getting bored because, yeah like yes. might feel unsatisfied by connection that quickly turns purely conventional like i'm definitely somebody i get bored easily if things like are the same um, and, like, that doesn't mean, like, I would necessarily, like, leave somebody or, like, step outside of that, but I, I like novelty a lot, I do, like, new feelings, new sensations, new emotions, like, I'm very much that kind of person. Um, also, it lied, so, like, hell, I, I can't interiorly decorate for shit. I tried to say that in a smart way. 
<laughs> I know what you mean. Yeah. Maybe not at something. all. And maybe that's something that might happen. Like when you get older, you might just decide to become an interior decorator or something. Or maybe that could be like a pastime or maybe even in Sims. Like decorate. Because I, de- I never decorate in the Sims because I'm so trash at it. Oh my goodness. You're probably not that bad. You probably just think I, you are. I, I, I know I am. I actually don't know. I mean, you know, it's something I could probably get better with practice. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I do not have an eye for it. But, um, yeah, a lot of it was especially true with, like, um, my last relationship, like, being attached to my partner. And I know it's, like, being, possibly becoming overly dependent, if, like, if I'm not careful. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. And then I thought it was funny saying that, like, my parents' marriage affects my own partnering skill because neither of my parents can marry. So, especially not to each other. I see. I see. Do you so feel like maybe, maybe? Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say maybe that's what it's like. I won't necessarily be married in the conventional sense. That could be. Do you feel like their relationship maybe affected you in any other ways? Like when it came to like how you decided to choose partners or anything like that? Um, they we're not together long in my lifetime. So their act, their interactions as I've seen them is purely as friends mm. and, you know, as parenting me. So I don't really even have a, um, a good view of, of what their relationship was. Cause I was really young when they stopped being together. Okay. I see. I see. All right, so now we're going to move over to your Mars, which is, you know, all that physical energy and the sexual energy and all those things. And I just slapped my mic. Oh, my God. See, Tony over there getting sexual slap in the mic. So your Mars. Oh, my God. Your Mars is in Gemini. Um, Mars is the planet that rules our drive and passions in the mutable air sign of gemini mars is a little scattered and unfocused okay let me make sure my thing up there okay cool i was making sure i was on there all right um easily bored mars and gemini natives need a fresh change of pace frequently just to keep energy levels up it's a somewhat odd thing really when there's nothing uh when there's nothing much to do that sounds weird these natives are exhausted but if there's plenty of interesting things on their agenda mars and gemini natives can be powerhouses more than most people these individuals have a physical reaction to boredom besides possessing a passion for words when mars and gemini natives get angry or fired up they use words as their weapon angry words some of the most incisive and sarcastic ones can fly around with the more energetic natives others simply talk things through energetically whatever the case may be mars and gemini natives need to get everything off their chest when they're fired up in fact debates are a mars and gemini specialty 
These natives draw on their sharp wit to win arguments. In general, they can be talkative sorts, sometimes bordering, uh, bordering on verbal diarrhea. Those huge <laughs> hearts show more reserve, only become chatty when they're worked up about something or the other. Some people with the position of Mars are quite fidgety. They have much nervous energy. In general, their nervousness and restlessness are at the root of plenty of physical ups and downs. When they're on edge, they can be nitpicky. Many Mars and Gemini natives channel their energy through their hands. Gemini, after all, rules the hands. And these people often express energy, musical instruments, and the like, even video games. Many are <laughs> attracted to puzzles, games, as diversions. These natives are very adaptable, often thriving on change. They often take up many projects at once, spreading themselves thin at some time. Sustained interest is not especially common with the position of Mars. Most will benefit from attempting to focus their energies rather than scattering them. However, their versatility and disdain for routine generally makes Mars and Gemini natives are busy people. Ooh, 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 ooh. Um, I guess I read this. A mall's in the 12th house? So much... Of her energy goes into working life. She loves research. She could be a lab worker, a doctor, a police officer, a teacher, a specializing in a hospital, prison, or hospice work. She can be indirect and very private, rich dreams and fantasies. With Mars in the 12th house of the natal chart, you can struggle with asserting yourself in direct, natural ways in your youth. But the, by the time, they, um, but with time and experience, and perhaps some hard work, you're likely to learn to work with the energy rather than allow it to work against you. Watch for a tendency to feel defeated before you've given up, uh, before you've given a, something a real shot. You are extraordinarily resourceful and you can handle many things on your own or in uniquely creative ways. Though you may have a great deal of energy and drive, you lack confidence or the desire to put yourself and your interests first. Positively, you can be very unselfish, breaking more on behalf of others than yourself. You deny your own desires and needs too much. However, you are likely to secretly become very angry, when, uh, which can sabotage your finest efforts. There is a touch of incurable romantic in your nature. Your daydreaming and fantasizing world is rich and precious to you. You're also... Bring imagination into your sexual relationships. Although you can take a bit of time to feel comfortable and warm up to a new person in your life, overcoming a vague, persistent feeling of guilt or doom can go a long way towards a healthier, happier approach to the pursuit of your desires. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Yeah. I just wanted to point out the part about the gaming because Trini is a professional streamer and gamer. Excuse me? <laughs> <laughs> And when it said puzzle games, I immediately thought of Fun Hospital. That's but not that's a puzzle game. game. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> I did used to do a puzzle game. There's a Friday the 13th puzzle game that I was totally obsessed with. I oh, know. I know about that game. I wanted to play that, but I never did. I know. It's totally fun. You should. One day. Hey. And then well, I used to play a musical instrument, so there's that. Oh, what instrument did you play? I played the trumpet. Which, Same. Um, okay, you? trumpeters. <laughs> I was 
this year was my 10th like year anniversary of being in my college's band and i was supposed to go to homecoming like usually people will go for like their 10th year and i did not because i was just like i could not absolutely so i would have been playing this weekend but that didn't happen um yeah and then it said talkative and i was just like you know how you, like I, all of the time i'm like oh my god i talk too much and i'm feeling that way right now um that's like that's so much because i'm like oh i'm talkative let me show it we no. appreciate you being talkative because yes. I want to get to know facts. Oh and then I totally do love research. Like when it said that, I was like, "Yo, don't drag me!" Because but I totally <laughs> love research. Like that was so much of like what I enjoyed about my master's program was, even though I hated writing my thesis, like the finished product and presenting it, like that was a, such a great feeling and it was so exciting. And that's why we said Trini is smart, smart. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Anyone can be researched. Oh, my God. But you have the passion. And a master's. Yeah. Yo, wait. <laughs> I mean, I do. But <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, like it said, like we had just talked about how I get easily bored. Mm -hmm. Right. Very easy. Yes. One thing that kind of stood out. Do you feel like um, the part about Gemini natives who use words as weapons when they're angry is that is that a trendy thing too? I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think about the last time I was legitimately angry at a person, and yeah, probably because like this guy. He, like threw like a small rock or something at my car because I wouldn't oh, wow. turn. Yeah, I wouldn't turn on the red when he wanted to because I almost got hit by a bus when I tried. Oh, and then, so I cussed him out. So I probably did use my words as a weapon because I wasn't gonna throw anything at him. Like that was stupid. Of me. That's just bad. Yeah. He needs to go to so, jail. I would say yeah, it is. That's I see. So one day Trini's gonna get mad at us and she's gonna verbally abuse all of us. <laughs> I'm ready. True. Oh my god. <laughs> like I I only get mad at like when people are like being ignorant or like prejudiced against people, mm -hmm. like those or like trying to harm people. Those are the things that that get me mad to get me to that point. Other than that, like yeah. That makes sense. I think it was in your sun and also your moon. It did say that you care about people and issues relating to people in general and stuff like that. It makes sense. Oh, no. One. <laughs> One thing that I remember also is that um, you like to also, it might have been might have been the one right before this though but you like to oh no no it's in your uh 12th house uh that you like to do things unselfishly and put others before yourself and when you also that you like to sabotage yourself also it did it did. It said, however, you are likely to secretly become very angry, 
which can sabotage your finest efforts when it comes to your own desires and needs. Because you deny them too much. Mm-hmm. So you gotta start thinking about yourself. Or get beat. I literally don't know how to do that, but sure. Oof. Well, you have to try. <laughs> right. I make an effort. We're gonna hold you to that. I wait. <laughs> <laughs> this is being recorded, so everybody's gonna know that you said that. No, lie to us. I will make an effort. I, I I don't know what that look that would look like for me, and I think that's why I'm like, I like I don't. I legit don't know what that would look like. Could be exercising a little bit more self care, or mm-hmm. making sure that your needs are met before you go on to kind of worry about everyone else. Even though it might seem hard sometimes, but I feel like that's something we all kind of struggle with at times. But yeah, I, what it made me think of is like um, how easy for me it is to like promote other people, like other people in the community but I can't do that for myself I so, feel you like, yeah it, it, that's exactly what it made me think of like um, like that tweet today that I tagged um, you guys in like yeah here are awesome black girl streamers but I wasn't going to put myself up at all see we're going to stop when people shout out Trini, we're going to stop saying, I don't stream. Mm-hmm. We're going to accept those shout outs. Y'all love saying it, twin too. Y'all, excuse me, this is not about you me. You too, yes. <laughs> okay, we'll come, we'll circle back to her. We will. <laughs> no, we're not. Oh, man. I don't even remember where we were. We're talking about Trini being oh. a better person to herself. That's what we're- Oh, God. Yes. One day. Today. When I have money. You know what? That. (laughs) (laughs) We're not going to touch on that right now. (laughs) Yeah. Do better, Trillin. (laughs) We're holding you to this, Trillin. Everybody listening, hold Trillin to this. Yo, don't, no. (laughs) <laughs> we're gonna put out Trini's Twitter and Discord. We're gonna be like at Trini every day to make sure that she's taking care of herself. Yes, oh my God. Trini, baby. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So now we're gonna move on to your Lilith, and your Lilith sign. It is a little bit um on the romance kind of a side. It does have some aspects in your love and sex and all that but it's also represents like deep desires like things that you have repressed and it's kind of a shadowy side of the you know zodiac and astrology but not a lot of people really talk about it but i thought it would be pretty interesting to kind of start delving into this a little bit more and your Lilith is in Sagittarius. And it says she may have felt uncomfortable or even ashamed for her curiosity, questions, restlessness, the need to challenge and question life, facts, beliefs, or the need to get away, expand, and seek meaning. She may feel uncomfortable around people who are expressing these Sagittarian traits, not quite trusting them. Learning to accept, even embrace these traits without apology can be empowering. 
it can also help end a cycle of going to extremes with these traits. And your sextile between your Lilith is at negative 12 degrees and it's a lunar node. And this aspect sometimes means a troubled sex life until she learns to feel more comfortable expressing and integrating this side of her personality. So, does any of this... I don't even know what sex is, personally. Oh my god, Trini. We're gonna. <laughs> Trini is also a troll, in case anybody <laughs> didn't know. Trini got the jokes. Um, I, I'm trying to even think. Let me challenge questions. Um, I'm not sure. I don't think so. Like it didn't. It didn't necessarily connect with me. But I definitely like. I definitely might feel uncomfortable uncomfortable around people who express those traits like mm. um, people who are like restless or like way too curious or asking me questions i'm like why are you asking me things why why can't why are you restless please please stop um so that part yeah but mm. maybe maybe the shame is so repressed or buried that i i can't even recognize it could be the thing with the Lilith is sometimes it's kind of like the shadow. Well, not exactly the shadow because like each of us, like we have a shadow side to us. So there's like the shadow side is the things we don't really express. And sometimes it takes a lot of like life experiences to kind of like make them like come out sometimes. Um, so even if you're not feeling these things right now, it's like not necessarily things that you might encounter later in life, but it could be. At some point in your life, it might happen, but it's not like a guarantee or whatever. But yeah, mm-hmm. like, none of these like necessarily like I didn't connect with them. Like maybe as a kid, and I just don't recall. But I don't feel that way now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we're going into your North Node south node the south node represents oh sure that's up okay the south node represents our overdeveloped character traits we are talented here but if we do but if we overdo this area of life or hold on to these traits to feel secure we may stagnate the note north node points to the qualities that we need to work on and develop to achieve inner balance and fulfillment. True North Node in Aquarius. Oh, Aqua Ging Ging. <laughs> Her path is to learn to be more impartial and less possessive in relationships with creative projects. As she learns to let go of the need for a passionate chase, satisfaction will come to her naturally as she sees that she nevertheless gets what she needs relationships may suffer if she takes things too personally and expects others to follow a script that she has unconsciously written for them she learns to moderate her desire for drama and attention and then develops true friendships qualities to develop detachment impartiality impartiality and humility wow i didn't come here for this (laughs) And then your north, your north, your north, oh my god, your north (laughs) node, (laughs) the eighth house, 
she should watch for holding too tightly to her ways and things for fear of change as this can limit her and her opportunities qualities develop to develop sharing intimacy willingness to go deep intimacy <laughs> i don't know too much about that Ooh, i don't even know nope. nope. so any of this node talk anything sticking out anything you disagree with or anything that relate like that you're kind of resonating with i like when it said that i expect others to follow a script that she's that i've unconsciously written for them i was like yo could you not <laughs> first of all telling all my business on beyonce's internet of all places. On Beyonce's internet. and just wow um and i've letting go of the need for a passionate chase like i how how dare i how dare how dare they tell me <laughs> what to do and how how could i do that detachment yes i'm sure impartiality yes i'm sure humility also yes i'm sure but i wouldn't even begin to know where to start yeah just i was i I was dragged by this relatable content and my feelings are hurt. No, not the feelings hurt. We don't want to <laughs> hurt your feelings, Trini. We just want to bring light to what or should I say we're not doing it. The universe is bringing light to you know, things that you've experienced in your life. Right. Um, from the day that you were born, these are things that just created you you know, you know, you know. We're just yeah. here to deliver it. <laughs> wow. So y'all are just, y'all are being impartial, which I guess is what I gotta learn to do. <laughs> and Trini's like, how dare you? <laughs> In front of my salad. <laughs> In front of the salad. We did it. I'm weak. Um but if you guys don't know, me and Twin are aqua, so you know we always love a good aqua reading. We do. We stand. <laughs> okay, I guess we're going into these houses down here. Yeehaw! So the first house, of course, um, we don't really say the first house because the first house is also your rising. So when we read your rising. We also kind of incorporate your first house info into that. So starting with house two, your second house is the area of material security and values. It rules money and personal finances, um, your sense of self-worth and basic values and personal possessions. You have cancer on house two. Cancer is a fruitful sign to have on a money house. She can rely on sound instincts to acquire and save money. Very good money sense, although financial fluctuations may be frequent in her life. She can use her keen ability to home in on what the public wants and needs and benefit financially. She may be a hoarder, but certainly assigns much sentimental meaning to personal possessions. So Trini, are Ooh. you a hoarder? <laughs> yes, I am. I actively am. Like, Same. I can't even lie. Um, I just like to keep things because I'm like, what if I need it later? Or like, what if I want to look at it a different time? I can definitely relate to that. So that was one of the hardest things about my move was that like I had to downsize 
Mm. I know. A lot of things. Um, and that's me. And like, I'm actively trying to not acquire more things. Like, I think I was telling, um, Oodles earlier. Like, I don't want like the disc versions of games because I don't need more stuff right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm actively trying not to get more stuff because I will like keep things that and. Like I said, assign that sentimentality to it. It's understandable. Do you feel? Uh, do you feel like you kind of know, in terms of like finance or money? Do you kind of feel like you kind of know how to do things that could make money or that could benefit people financially? Do you feel like that kind of applies to you? Um. Yeah, because I remember, <laughs> oh gosh, um, so I remember thinking like the other day and I was listening to like the Friend Zone podcast mm-hmm. and it, for some reason in my mind, it popped up like, is there a black owned lube company? Oh my God. <laughs> and so like personal lubricant. This is a very trendy thing. <laughs> And so my first instinct was to tell Shannon, like, yo, you need to do this. You need to make a Black-owned lube, like, company. Because, like, there's so many things that so many markets, like, we as as Black people could be in to keep our money in our own hands mm-hmm. much longer than it is. Um, and nobody's, I feel like nobody's just thinking of some of these things. Like, before I said it, how how... Were you thinking about, oh, yeah, Black-owned Lou? I was not. Exactly. Like, or like, <laughs> or like Black-owned, like, freaking floor mats for your car or something. Like, I just think that we need to be in more of, like, the, we, like, so much of the time we're trying to do these grand ideas. And sometimes people are making really, really good money doing the mundane things that, pe- that are a necessity. Mm-hmm. So, is that? I hope that answers your question. Okay, so Trini is who we need to have on the floor in all these pitch meetings because she definitely has a pitch for new business <laughs> ideas. As long as I can get my name on there, you know, I would benefit financially. <laughs> so, if you guys are looking into having your own brand, hit up Trini. She's got the <laughs> ideas for you. Yes. Okay. So house three, the third house is area of social and intellectual learning. And you have house three in Leo, somewhat opinionated in speech, keenly interested in education and a good teacher, proud of siblings and may tell countless stories about growing up. She's a very good organizer. Everything is carefully studied, explained and swiftly executed. So speaking again on this keenly interested in education, as we said before, uh, Trini has a whole master's out here. So... (laughs) and Trini has been serving us with a lot of knowledge on a lot of topics because for those who are unfamiliar back in May when we were doing um when we first started Twin Tarot and we were actually focusing on mental health awareness month Trini was very helpful in a few episodes with you know being on with us and giving us a lot of very helpful information from her own experience and her own um actual like job and stuff so you know Trini 
even though she tries to downplay it, Trini is very much a person full of knowledge and she is very, very good at teaching things and giving that knowledge to all of us. But somewhat opinionated in speech. So definitely when I say <laughs> these things, they, they come from my, my opinions. I do mm-hmm. agree with that. Like, I can agree with that. And I'm always proud of my siblings. I'll be like, oh my God, my brother graduated from high school and I'm going to cry. Like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not a very good organizer at, in, in any sense of the word. Unless you count like piles of things, organization. I mean, if it works for you, it's organization. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so. On to the fourth house, um, the area of the home, family, roots, and deep emotions slash sense of self-worth. You have Virgo in house four. This says you can make a good parent watching over her children, spending the night in an armchair near a sick child, caring for and calming them with patience. Um, similar manner for creative children or interme- or immediate family. She knows how to look after her home perfectly, how to iron out difficulties through her practical sense. And thanks to her intelligence. Which kind of this part where it says that you're you would make a good parent even to not your actual children, but like people that you kind of care for, like children or your immediate family. It kind of ties us back to earlier in your chart where there were things that said that you kind of you like to make sure everyone else is okay before you kind of look out for yourself. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of that could kind of tie into that also. But do you feel like that's pretty accurate for you? Oh, definitely. Especially with the type of work that I do. I, you know, I work with youth. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely watch over them. I try to. And um, this is what, like one thing that my boss talks about myself and another person in my position that we're the type of people that we would take work home with us, meaning that like, you know, whatever went on that day, we would take those those feelings home with us and still be feeling them mm. so if something happened with a kid something positive or something negative and and i definitely feel that like um pretty often another thing that kind of ties into your mood because remember the moon is the place of emotions and when we were reading your moon because you do have pisces it, there it hinted on that a little bit that you kind of like you're very strong with emotions and feelings for people and stuff like that. So that makes sense to me. Yeah, I'm trying to be, as as Eric says, um, re- retiring from, like, being an empath. Mm-hmm. Uh, I haven't put in enough of the work to really say that I have retired, but I'm working on retiring from it. Right. Because I'm, I'm trying to work on definitely sympathizing with people allowing them to feel their emotions but not take it on mm-hmm. as much as I do. And and you guys mentioned that like when I'm in the community and I feel and you guys are feeling something or going through something, I feel those feelings very strongly or like to the point like if something good happens, I'm legitimately happy. Oh my God, this thing has happened for you and my heart is full. If some if some something has made somebody angry that I'm close with or like you know, that I, I know really well, I'm going to be legit angry and yeah. piss the fuck off and wanting to go off for that person. So trying to, like I say, turn that off and not feel that as much. Mm-hmm. 
So now moving on to house five, uh, this is the area of creative self-expression, romance, entertainment, children, and gambling. You have Libra in your house five that says she is delicate and full of good manners with a taste for luxury. That's come up a lot. So Trini, <laughs> you got you got bougie taste. And it says her friends are the same, refined, will usually want to marry or partner up. So I think that kind of goes back to what you're talking about. So maybe you might not be into it for, you know, like a conventional marriage, but you might, you know, be pretty into a partnership. But that person's got to, you know. <laughs> for money. I mean, if that's what it is. Ooh, Trini, and we don't have to live together, but he just gave me money. You know what? Feed the luxury. Or she, you know, whoever listeners, I'm I'm and I'm not picky. I'm not at all. Any any gender configuration, anything. Um, if y'all got money, you wanna marry me, or and we have this type of relationship, you know. Pull up. Not the pull up, that's that's another trinism. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see about this house six because house six is an area of learning by material transactions. And you have Scorpio in house six. May like risky professions, health, and the genital area. Oh. So Trini, what kind of professions with, with the genital area? What, let's talk about this. So the only profession I could think of like that would be like working as I do with like LGBTQ youth. Mm -hmm. Um doesn't necessarily have to do with the genitals, but like, I don't know. Oh, Risky usually with house sick, like with house sick, like when it means like the genitals, like not like your genitals, like I kind of, that's my mistake for kind of the way that I read it. But oh. for you personally, that could be like a strong point, like for you in your body, because like each sign has kind of areas that are like the, how do I say this? Typically, the body parts. Well, like the different body parts have like different things for each sign. So, like, um, if I'm not mistaken, Aquarius, like our main body part is like our ankles and feet or something like that. I'm screaming. Then, <laughs> then you know how much I hate feet. Which, yeah. So, like, typically the body part is either something that you have a lot of trouble with, or it's something that it's a body part that, like, I don't know how to say this without it being, without it sounding weird, but it's like... No, I get the, what you mean, because, like, for Libras, it's, like, the kidneys area, yeah. lower back. So, like, each part is, is like, I don't want to say buttocks. inner... The buttocks. <laughs> like, but, uh, yes, that too. <laughs> I think it's, like, an energy associated with those places, kind of. A, I don't know if that makes any Our, sense. Ours, ours are ankles. Yeah. And circulatory. Oh, like the lens and shit. Okay. So mine is the genital. Oh, we're a nervous sign. <laughs> is that where my energy is? Is that what it's saying? That like that you have a strong sense of energy, which is kind of say you have a keen sense of balance and support in, in my genital. <laughs> <laughs> and your kidneys, your skin, and the botox. Wait, Scorpio. Yeah, this is in your house, uh, your house six and Scorpio rules that house for you, which is kind of, you know, um, I'm not trying to shade Scorpios, but you know. So yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm a chaste person. Trini is a liar. And 
I've only ever seen Laryngitis. We just have to keep reminding the viewers that don't know Trini that Trini is a troll. A whole troll <laughs> and a liar. Wow! What? I feel a liar. Couldn't just keep it. Couldn't just keep it a troll. <laughs> well, Trini is a troll. We won't call her a liar right now, but she's just a troll for now. Right now, later, later on, later. Oof. Okay. So what's up next? House seven. Let's see. Okay. Let me make sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Six, seven. That's the two eyes. No, I was making sure because sometimes I get a little confused with the little Roman uh, Roman numerals. (laughs) (laughs) It says here that your Sagittarius on house seven. A union with a foreigner or a marriage abroad, she seeks happiness and intellectual companionship more than anything. Ooh. So I'm gonna have a rich overseas partner that's gonna give me money. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, mean, I can do I mean, that. A nice prince or princess. Whomever, you know. Once again, all genders welcome. Yes. Um, and then your house eighth is the area of emotional security and of s- security of the soul. Uh, your Capricorn is in your house eight, and natural death is a very old age likely inheritance. So, am I leaving the inheritances? Am I getting them? Um, you could receive one. Typically, in this placement, it's kind of like what you could be given could be something left behind for like family or something like that we say that a lot in kind of like everybody's chart kind of but we've yet because if it's from this rich partner that's overseas i'm okay with that don't murder the partner (laughs) if they're overseas i can't do nothing they're just gonna happen to die of old age or something natural causes Yeah. yeah I don't want to see Trini on Snap or like <laughs> Deadly Women. <Wood. laughs> Investigative discoveries. <laughs> see it now. Uh, let's see here. Your ninth house is the area of learning that shapes the identity. Your Aquarius is in the ninth house. A professional. She is innovative and original. She likes travel, communicating with different people, and long research. Trying to be like, according to my research. <laughs> but you know, Trini doesn't mean now. It could be in the future okay. if you don't feel it for yourself right now. You know? Because okay. you have a long life to live. Yeah, according to, you know, my eighth house. Yeah. Very old age. Not even just old. Very old age. <laughs> Um, and then your 10th house is the area of, uh, material action. The midhaven represents the work one will do in one's life, the place one will take in the world of society. It becomes more important as one grows older. Mm-hmm. 
your Pisces, uh, your 10th house is in Pisces and professional success and solitary uh, professions. Uh, or no, archivist, librarian, historian, etc. Let me find out. I'm just be a researcher. Oh, yes, that would be wonderful. <laughs> yes. Just collecting the data and you analyzing the data. Oh, my God, that would be great. <laughs> um and your 11th house is the area of search or social and intellectual security your 12th oh wait did i oh did i skip it no we're on 12th house now oh oh, oh, oh sorry uh, the twelfth house is the area of education and of emotion. This is where we meet our karma dealings. Uh, no, our karma deal with endings, and sometimes we bury things. And your twelfth house is in Taurus. Uh, business affairs will have their highs, lows, financial loss, and can be heavy if it does happen. Oh damn. That makes me nervous. Hopefully, it will not happen. Yeah. Doesn't mean that it will happen. Right. It said if it does happen. And with any business, there's always highs and lows. So that's only if yeah, you, you know, have your own business, all of this stuff. But that just comes with any business, to be honest. True. Well, I stated previously, everyone, you know, when it comes to me for their business ideas, remember? Mm hmm. Brought, yes. brought to you by TB. <laughs> TB. Not the TB. Best I could do on short notice. Hey. So, Trini, mm -hmm. do you feel like we got to know you a little better? Do you feel like. We read you a little bit. Well, let's say the universe read you, not us, because we're just going by, you know, the stars and the moon and the sun at the time, you know, of your birth. Do you feel like this was an accurate uh, depiction of you thus far? For the most part, yeah. Like, um, yeah. Just. Hey. So upset. Like, how dare you? <laughs> no. <laughs> Were there like Not any the particular, universe. like any particular things that really like stood out to you that maybe you didn't think about in that way, like beforehand? Um. Well, first of all, finding out that I was Gemini rising, which once again hurt hurts my feelings so much. Oh my God. Why? Um, oh, it said it's just no like the other one reason. though. Yeah. That there's like a lot of a lot in common with Sagittarius, Gemini, right? It's just that like now I feel like I've been lied to. That's all that was. Oh, okay. Um, something that I didn't think about in a particular way. Um. No, like it all felt like, you know, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you know live luxuriously in my mind and I 
zone out so much. Like it, like all of it was like true to form. Mm-hmm. I can't think of anything that was like, yeah, wow, that's like that's true, but I didn't think of it in that. Except, except for like everything for the Gemini Rising because that's not I had never read up on that in particular because I wasn't operating under that mindset of my rising being that sign. Mm-hmm. So that would be like the thing that was like the most kind of like shocking. Okay. At least you didn't call a Satanist this, uh, like we were called previously. <laughs> I would never. Disclaimer. <laughs> they, they are not Satanists. I'm not being Thank held you. against my will. Thank, Thank you. you. We appreciate it. <laughs> I'm so um, that's about it. Yeah, that's all I've got. You guys did great. Thank you. Thanks. All we do is read, and we struggle like that. Exactly, because some of these words <laughs> I just like, huh? The only one that was like wild to me was brusque, and I'm not even sure if that's how it's pronounced. Yeah, I, I was over so. here like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I need to read a dictionary. Like, it mentioned that I like words. I'm really good with words, and I that was not a word that I was good with. Well, you're what probably gonna that? look it up, right? And then you're gonna be good with that word. <laughs> I mean, from the context, I could see what it meant. Yeah, but that was just wild. Yes. All right, Trini. Good, good we job. appreciate good you game. being here. Not the good game. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for letting us be all nosy and in your your business. Thank you. Yeah. It's fun. You guys, I've been literally waiting for months hey. to be able to get the chance to be read. So I appreciate it. Yes. We appreciate you signing up because you didn't have to. <laughs> exactly. I absolutely had to. Absolutely did. We didn't force her to say that. Oh <laughs> no, I no, but I I felt like I had to because I wanted to. Uh, the, other <laughs> the other disclaimer. We have so many disclaimers. Well, we got to, you know. But thank you again, Trini. We appreciate so much you being here. And guys, um, where can we find Trini at? What? Where can we we find you for all the people that want to check out your content? My content? Trini is a streamer. A streamer streamer, might I add. Oh my god. You can find me on twitch.tv slash Trini baby. And that's baby with two E's. Oh, sorry. Yes, T R I N I B A B E E, as you should be able to see on the screen here. And I'm also on Twitter, Trini Baby underscore. So T R I N I B A B E E, and then an underscore because somebody decided they want to take Trini Baby, but like, I'm the baby. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? I, I don't get it. Um, and those are the main two platforms. That's one thing. If you guys do follow Trini on Twitter, she's very positive and always speaking words of positivity over there. Every hey. 
So make sure you guys follow Trini on Twitter. You can't prove that. I can and I will. Oh god. <laughs> oh, and um I would like to say one more thing before we end. Oodles does have a peglet. <laughs> Oh my god. I was like, wait, what did you say? I will not confirm nor deny that. She has one one wooden leg. Find out more about it on Twitter. (laughs) Trini baby underscore. She's gonna tell all my business. She even has a picture of me. Watch I have like Odyssey draw one or something. Oh my god. Okay, you guys. Oh, oh, right. Great laughs. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Thank you again, Trini. Hell yeah. I and can't thank you guys enough. You do great things here, and I'm so honored. Oh. Thank you, Trini. We appreciate you. Yeah. We're just doing stuff that we feel like should be in our community if it's not already, especially on Twitch, anyway. Uh, yeah. You know, especially with us being POCs holding the dime. <laughs> but um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. If you're on Twitch, thank you for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, don't forget to follow us. Um, my name is Adriana LHG on uh everywhere. And twin. And I'm Oodles of Sims. Um, on Twitch, I'm Oodle, I'm twitch.tv slash Oodles of Sims. On Twitter, I am Namaste Slow. And, uh, yeah. Hey. You can catch this episode if you want to watch it, uh, live with, uh, the rest of the crew over on Twitch. It should be on Twin Channel, Oodles of Sims, uh, on Twitch. So make sure you follow Twin and I'll be in the chat and Twin will slide in there. She has time. Um, and we'll be chatting it up in the chat live. So if you want to, um, come join us and all that good stuff. Um, but other than that, oh, Twin, before we get out of here, we have a new moon coming in this October. You cut out completely. Uh, well, it did pick up in here, so thankfully. <laughs> but we have a new moon uh, coming out. October 27th. Also, so we'll definitely be adding some information for you guys on the ritual, all those things. Well, full moon, I'm sorry. So make sure you guys join the Twin Tarot Discord. We'll be dropping some more info about all those things. Uh, that link will definitely be in the description of this episode. Hey, nice. All right. And thank you guys again. Me and Twin, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you guys. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye.